We are now in a new edition of the Live and Breathe Horse Racing Podcast for June 10th. And today, I figured after Belmont Stakes Day and the persistent argument of Matoli versus McKenzie, we, I decided that this would be the perfect, perfect time to discuss Matoli versus McKenzie. So reason I'm bringing this up is because they actually have the identical amount of starts, which is 11. And I went back and I did some research on both horses as far as field sizes, how many times they raced against short fields, how many times were they maidens, how many time, how many maidens are now still maidens, uh, what's the largest field they ran against, and a couple of other things. And the reason why I did this was because there's this ongoing debate within the 16th pole, within the 8th pole, that McKenzie was going to win the race. And I am a firm believer that it wouldn't have mattered whether or not McKenzie would have beaten would have beaten Matoli because I don't think Matoli lets him buy. And there's a couple reasons for that, and I will explain in a second on why. But the other discussion that was brought up is the fact that someone said that Matoli didn't race anybody. Well, don't know how to tell you this. Everybody's allowed for their own reflection or thought process as far as who they think is a good horse and who isn't. But here are some facts. Fact is, McKenzie took one race to break his maiden. One race. Great. Wonderful. In that race, there are still four horses that are maidens. Four horses that are still maidens. Three of them have not made a start since 2018. That's a lot. And he's stylish is still trying to break his maiden as of today. That's a huge amount of horses that have not broken their maiden in a race that supposedly, you know, McKenzie, McKenzie ran and won in a very impressive style. The horses in that maiden race that, that have gone on to do anything, Majestic Eagle and Shiver Me Timbers, both are allowance optional claimers. Um, one is still eligible for non-winners of three lifetime. The other one has run in stake races um, as previous as currently as this year. But in all honesty, that says enough for me to think that maybe um, that's a knock on McKenzie, even though Matoli took three races to break the maiden. Of those three races, Bobby's Wicked one uh, beat him, and he is a um, stakes runner. Of the three races, maiden races, that Matoli won, only two remain as maidens. One of them is Secret Speed, and the other one is Comrade, who um, runs for Ron Moquette. The other ones have won races. In fact, they have more longevity than the ones that McKenzie has run against. In his first main special weight, the horses in there, 21 wins, 109 starts. Second one, 15 wins, 100 starts. And in his final maiden race that he won, he was 15 of 116 for maiden racers that have won. Now, I will give the nod that 
as far as the horses that Matoli has run against. Most of them are non are still eligible for either non-winners of three lifetime. And that's kind of a concern. But then you go and you look at what is happening after that. Now, I'm a firm believer that at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of racing, there is a good possibility that some of these horses are going to face horses that are either maidens or non-winners or whatever, um, as far as at the beginning of their career. So while we look at McKenzie, who who ran in the cash call futurity before the end of the year in his two-year-old campaign, and he beat Runaway Ghost, who has become a very nice handicap horse. He's 7 of 11. He won the Sunland Park Derby, or Sunland Park Handicap. Solomini, who doesn't like going by horses, and you cannot put that horse in the category of a good horse just because he's earned $800,000 because that number's inflated because he's run well in stakes races, but he's still non-winners of three lifetime eligible. In still regard, he's a stakes winner, believe it or not. He won the LeCompte. He's won 460000 but he's two of 12 lifetime, and he's with Chad Brown now. Again, eh, questionable. Runaway ghost? Definitely. Then you get over to Matoli in his fourth career start. He ran in the gazebo. And if anybody knows anything about the Midwest horses, DRC All-Inclusive is a Danley Caldwell-trained horse, always running over his head, but he's four of 23 lifetime. The one horse that comes to mind, the two horses that come to mind, the horse that beat him in the gazebo, in the gazebo, and the last time anybody beat Matoli is born in Nixa, who's uh, arguably a nice horse, but not great horse. Um, he's tailed off since that effort. But the one horse that you have to look at and circle is direct dial. He's actually the Texas um, Sprinter of the Year for Steve Asmussen, and he ran third to in the gazebo to uh, Matoli and is a really, really, really nice horse for, for Asmussen, but he keeps him in the spots that he can win races with, with that horse. And uh, that's really impressive. And we get back to McKenzie. He ran in the sham. And again, I mean, it's kind of a plethora of who's who. Um, here is happy is still non-winners of two lifetime and he ran in a six thousand dollar claimer in December of 2018. City Plan is three of thirteen. Again, Shiver Me Timbers was in there. My boy Jack is three of fourteen. He won the the last time he won a race was at the Lexington Stakes, and that was as a three-year-old. Um all out by all out blitz is a stakes winner as well. So you have some horses there that that have done it. And we're gonna keep on with McKenzie. Um the San Philippe, a little bit better class, but you can also question some of the company that, that was behind him. Kanthaka is 3 of 11. He's basically a spurner. He was trying to go two turns. Bolta Oro is 4 of 8, and he's a stallion. Give him credit for that one. Um, but the horses behind those two, uh, Lombo is the only one that's still running it, or ran the last time September 6th in Kentucky for... Um, for Richard Baltus, and he's um, three of seven lifetime. The others are either non-winners of two lifetime or nine winners of three lifetime. So exactly where is it that we're 
we're kind of saying that he's raced anybody. Um, the Pennsylvania Derby, probably one of the best three-year-old races when you look at it. As far as anything is concerned, there was a lot of horses that have won a lot of races. Axelrod is now in Dubai. He won a stakes race as a three-year-old. He won one of the derbies. Trigger Warning, who um, sadly was euthanized after his last stakes race. Hofberg is still non-winners of three lifetime. Core Beliefs, who just ran in the uh, in the Gold Cup, I do believe. King Zachary who's an allowance optional, Bravazo, who still hasn't won in almost two years, and then Mr. Friesen instilled regard. Again, horses that have three or four races under their belts that haven't done anything, and we're still with McKenzie for one reason and one reason only. And actually, we'll stop there for a second, and we're going to go over to Matoli now, who Asmussen did a smart thing. He actually took his time with this colt. He ran in an optional claimer, in his first start against winners, and he drew off and won. And I will say this, the only real horse of note in here that I would say is a logical, like, okay, that was a horse at that time, was Ike. Everybody else is still eligible for non-winners of three lifetime, except Florida Boys, um, who is primarily a Remington Park horse and a Prairie Meadows horse. Um, but he's only won three races and 17 starts. The Bachelor Stakes was next, and he beat, he got back and beat Born in Nixa, uh, best of Greeley. But here's the one that stands out. Total sprinter, Mr. Jagermeister, ran second to him um, in the Bachelor Stakes at Oakland Park. Mr. Jagermeister is probably one of the best sprinters in the Midwest. The Chick Lang Stakes was next for that, and he faced Still Having Fun who's an okay horse, um, Cloud Judgment, okay horse, Runaway, suspect field at best for Matoli. Um, not going to lie, I think I think that was a very suspect field. Um, so we get back over to you. To this year for, for Matoli, who started his four-year-old campaign in an optional allowance claimer, and he outran Fort Fortitude, who's a claimer, Gordy, Florida, who's a nice horse. Um, again, another one that is primarily a Remington park horse and a Prairie Meadows horse that wins his races there. But then you get three horses that I think should pop out at you, even though, um, you guys might not think so. Sight for sore eyes is a very, very good sprinter. He finished second in, in Texas. And I do believe he won a race since then. Wilbo is a horse for course at Churchill Downs. Uh, he just recently won there. He's 11 of 34 lifetime. And Bourbon Cowboy is 8 of 38 lifetime. This is all Matoli. Those are three good horses right there. The Count Fleet is another good race that he ran, that he ran them off their feet. He beat Whitmore, who's 12 of 28 and arguably one of the best sprinters. Bourbon Cowboy again, Operation Stevie, who a lot of people may not know about, but Operation Stevie is probably one of the best horses in the Midwest when it comes to sprinting on turf or dirt at Indiana Grand and Oklahoma Park. And then Storm Advisory is 10 of 56. Those are some solid numbers for a five-horse field. A five-horse field that won 31, 43 races together, um, 
in 166 starts. That's almost 25% uh, of wins. And then we get to the Churchill Down Sprint that he just won. He beat Whitmore again. He beat Ducher, who's a nice horse. Warriors Club, who is a fantastic horse when it comes to Churchill Downs because he loves that seven furlong race. Uncontested, Unomas Modelo, who is a claiming crown champion, and Wild Shot. So, and Bobby's Wicked one, I'm sorry. And Promises Fulfilled. So, you say he didn't beat anybody. He's beaten horses. He's beaten horses. This is Matoli. He has beaten horses, and he hasn't beaten horses. He has absolutely flattered them. McKenzie, getting back to him. The reason why I stopped at the Pennsylvania Derby is because it's the Breeders' Cup. Breeders' Cup Classic, he beat one or two horses. That's it. One or two horses. When horses over a million dollars, over two million dollars or a million dollars he has faced, he beat two horses. Two horses or one horse, depending on my memory here. Okay? He beat thunder he couldn't beat Thunder Snow at Thunder Snow's best distance, which is a mile and a quarter. He beat Thunder Snow at Thunder Snow's worst distance, which is a mile. He couldn't beat Gunavera. He couldn't beat Accelerate. He couldn't beat Yoshida. He couldn't beat Mendelssohn, Lone Sailor, West Coast, Discreet Lover. Oh, and by the way, Lone Sailor, two of 19 lifetime. He beat him. Mackenzie didn't beat him. Lone Sailor beat him to the wire. Pavel, he got beat by Pavel, three of 16 lifetime. Stakes, he is a stakes winner, but it's a minor stakes win as far as derbies are concerned. Then we get to the Malibu, where he gets a little softer company, better off. He beats Seven Trumpets, who's a nice horse. Gravitos, good. He beat Axeman, that's positive. He beat Copper Bullet, that's awesome. He, But again, he beat other horses that really haven't done anything, and he beat Bobby's Wicked One. Great, wonderful, awesome. Sam Pasquale uh, got beat by Battle of Midway. Got beat by Giant Expectations. Actually, he beat he actually beat Giant Expectations. Pavel's in there. Delmore. Obviously, we know what happened with Battle of Midway, sadly. Then in his next attempt, he beat Campaign. He got beat by Giftbox, who people think he's a good horse. I honestly don't think so, um, but that's my opinion. So you get that, and then you get to the Ali Sheba, who he won, but who did he beat? People say, who did he beat? Okay, Seeking the Soul. Tom's dad taught. Okay, good horses for a mile. Honest. So what does that mean? You get two horses that ran at the same time. McKenzie usually likes to be on the front end, and for whatever reason, Mike Smith decided not to send him and use the speed. When he knew that the track was favoring speed the entire day. McKenzie still had an opportunity to improve his own position, and he never did. Matoli got the jump on him. Matoli wins. It doesn't matter whether or not you had racing gods come in at the eighth pole because he was still beaten at the eighth pole. If it was seven furlongs, he would have been beaten. If it was six furlongs, he would have been beaten. He ran 108 and change for seven for, for six furlongs. 108 and change. He, McKenzie couldn't keep up. Other thing. Horses faced. McKenzie... 60 horses have been faced. 60. That's it. 6-0. An average of 5.45 horses per race. 
the smallest field, not including himself, he's only had to go up against four horses. Twice he's had to beat five horses. I'll give him credit. Twice he's run against 13 horses, but one time he won the race, and that was at seven furlongs, and when they asked him to go a mile and a quarter, he beat one horse, possibly two. And as we said, he couldn't beat Thunder Snow. Matoli. He's faced 76 horses in his career. That's almost 6.9 horses per race. And the smallest field, twice he had to run against, it was a six-horse field with five each, with five horses he had to beat, and he did it twice. Record-wise, Matoli's got a better record than than McKenzie. McKenzie's got six wins. Matoli's got eight wins, two seconds and a third. He's never been out of the money. While McKenzie's been out of the money one time, but he's finished first or second ten times. Can you compare apples to apples? Yes. Can you compare apples to oranges? No. Can you compare these two horses? Possibly, but they both run in different places. And McKenzie is a West Coast horse. So I completely understand why people in on the West Coast believe that McKenzie is the best horse and should have won the race. But you're taking away the fact that Matoli is probably the best horse in training right now. He has done everything asked of him, and he hasn't won a little bit. He has dominated the competition, completely dominated the competition. Regardless of who he's faced, he has beaten horses that you all think aren't good horses. You're basically slapping Whitmore in the face, saying he hasn't beaten anybody. Well, he beat Whitmore twice. He beat Promises Fulfilled. He beat Bobby's Wicked One, who's a stakes winner. But yet, McKenzie has probably faced less and has a worse resume when it comes to horses faced. And then when he did face horses that were on par or arguably better, he couldn't beat. He just couldn't beat them. He couldn't beat them in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Not one time. But yet when Matoli and McKenzie were together and they faced head-to-head, there were horses in there with huge, strong resumes and credentials. Thunder Snow is a two-time Dubai World Cup winner. He ran in the Kentucky Derby. He's won on four different continents or four different countries. He's been beat by McKenzie at Thunder Snow's best distance. McKenzie's beaten him at his best distance. That's a wash. But you cannot sit there and say that this was not a bad field. This was probably the best field in a long, long time. Colfront is a monster. He just hasn't come back from Dubai the way Thunder Snow has or some of the other horses. Give the horse credit. Give Matoli credit. McKenzie's a nice horse. I don't think McKenzie on his best day can beat Matoli, and that's just my opinion. Thank you for listening to the podcast. As always, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, We are on all things. I'm going to keep this both on Anchor and on Buzzsprout for you to listen to. Please start telling your friends about it. We're going to start doing this a little bit more. Uh, Next podcast episode might be at the end of this week. I'm trying to finish up some stuff, but we are going to talk about some of the Stewart rulings that have occurred at Santa Anita um, this past meet and also discuss 
some other things that um, are pressing at this point. So have a good week. We'll talk to you later. Have a good night.